The American warmonger class is not happy this weekend. No, they are very upset this weekend after Trump said that the U.S. troops are going to start leaving the seemingly never-ending conflict in Afghanistan immediately. So you've got Bolton and the like. They're having a meltdown on Twitter. You know, he's got blood dripping down from his mustache. Oh, no! We won't have American bodies strewn all over the desert. Where's the blood? How will I make my money? You know, that's Bolton. He's got seething at the mouth saying all that stuff. And of course, the media, it's them and the establishment who are up in arms over this because they never saw an international conflict they didn't obsess over. My simple solution, just leave. And Trump seems to be doing that. Plus, by the way, if terrorists don't bring about the death of the West, well, we've already got drag queens doing it by poisoning our children's minds with their licentious filth littering the internet. If I see one man's ass in my newsfeed from a video of a drag queen stripping his clothes off again in a children's library or in a nursery, I'm going to go postal. And finally, Booty Judge and Amy Klobuchar, well, they've dropped out of the race finally. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I am surprised that Amy Klobuchar made it this far. And I'm actually surprised Pete Booty Judge didn't make it to Super Tuesday. But, you know, I guess he's going to really enjoy whatever, whatever special package he's being given. The fact that they're dropping out now indicates a concerted method to keep Bernie from getting the nomination. You know, get these two out so all of the establishment votes can go to Biden. I'm John Miller, and the White House Brief begins now. So the U.S. and the Taliban signed a conditional peace agreement on Saturday that is supposed to bring about an end to the war that began almost 20 years ago. So we'll get into all of that, but first I want to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America. And if you're not on board and you're not already drinking Black Rifle Coffee, what the hell are you waiting for? They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast their coffees for you after you place the order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. They develop their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned as military members serving this great country. All Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties. They also have many roasts available for purchase in single-serve coffee rounds. That's the type you put in the machine, you pull the lever, and out comes coffee. And the best way to enjoy this freedom-filled coffee is, of course, with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. With the club, you choose the amount and the blends that you crave, and they offer it to you at a special discounted price, shipped free directly to your home or office every month. This added convenience allows you to keep working hard, making America the land of the free and the home of the brave, and you'll never have to rush to the store again. Wake up to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com WHB. That is blackriflecoffee.com WHB, and then enter the discount code WHB to receive 20% off your first order of any coffee products. That includes the Black Rifle Coffee Club. All right, so amidst a conflict that has taken the lives of more than 3,500 soldiers and trillions of dollars, here's what the president had to say about the war in Afghanistan. We've had tremendous success in Afghanistan in the killing of terrorists, but it's time after all these years to go and to bring our people back home. We want to bring our people back home. And he's finally doing it, it would appear. I mean, this is a promise that the president made frequently. He made it on the campaign trail, and he made it in various speeches thereafter. I, because nobody knows what we're doing there, right? Nobody knows what the goal is. Nobody knows what victory looks like in frickin' Afghanistan. 
That is exactly why pulling out was a unique position that Trump held and it was a key part of his winning platform in 2016. And as of this weekend, Trump has agreed to a 14-month timeline for withdrawal requiring the Taliban to honor their security commitments, com which that includes an initial reduction to 8,600 troops from 13,000, and then ultimately by May of 2021, a drawdown to zero, including from all military bases in the country. And they've agreed to negotiate with the elected Afghan government for the first time, and they have denounced their support for al-Qaeda, we're told. They have promised to prevent Afghanistan from being a safe haven for groups who want to attack us, i.e. the whole reason we sent troops there in the first place, right? So they have also promised to reduce their attacks on Afghan civilians and troops, which we told you last week they were testing during this week-long period, and they did that to demonstrate that it was, in fact, possible. Now, of course, the warmongering class, they don't want that to be possible. And so they have been waited with bated breath for them to break it so that they can say, see, they broke the agreement. They are not capable and therefore we must attack them. And what happened? Well, they did break it. Breaking news from the AFP news agency, Taliban ends partial truce to resume Afghan operations. A deadly blast shattered a period of relative calm in Afghanistan on Monday as the Taliban told fighters to resume operations against Afghan security forces just days after signing a deal with Washington aimed at ushering in a new era of peace. Mm. Well, sucks to be them. Sucks to be them, I guess. Guess they're gonna have to, I don't know, sort it out themselves, cause it's not our problem. I mean, are we the world's police or are we America first? If our ultimate goal is to leave, well then this cannot be what keeps us there. I mean, after all, this is expected. This can be completely expected because why? Oh, that's right, because they're the frickin' Taliban. Of course there are going to be those who are unhappy with the deal. And who are among those? Oh, well, we've got the walrus John Bolton. This guy waddles in. This guy shashes in and says, signing this agreement with the Taliban is an unacceptable risk to America's civilian population. This is an Obama-style deal. Legitimizing the Taliban sends the wrong signal to ISIS and Al-Qaeda terrorists and to America's enemies generally. Oh, so, oh, so now we, Bolton, have to stay there forever to show ISIS uh, we mean serious business. Is that right, mustache? By this impossible standard, Jordan Shocktail writes on Twitter, we would never leave. We already tried Hearts and Minds Democracy Project, which failed. Not possible to quickly remove Taliban from Afghanistan society. They have loyalty from a high percentage of civilian and armed population. Bolton's plan means decades more in Afghanistan. And that's exactly what Bolton wants. Remember, Bolton is a guy who for decades has called for bombing North Korea and Iran with preemptive strikes for pursuing nuclear weapons. And this guy has even advocated for regime change in both countries. Uh, this guy favors intervention and regime change in Syria to oust Bashar al-Assad. And this guy celebrated the invasion of Iraq in 2003. To this day, he says the overthrow of Saddam was just a smashing success. But guess what? The era of Bolton is over. Bolton no longer has a seat at the table. Bolton's no longer in the White House. Bolton has been relegated to hustling books on the street corner, while, you know, the liberals who hated him for decades, who hated him for his entire career, are all of a sudden butting up to him and begging him to help them impeach the president. Well, now we are in the era of America first. That is what Trump promised. Afghanistan has been a lie. Everybody acknowledges it. In private, officials acknowledge that there was a total lack of understanding, there, there was a total lack of strategy, total lack of progress in the war. 
And yet, what would they do in public? Well, they would go to the American people and they would declare it as a success. Meanwhile, in private, however, they had no strategy. But now that we know the truth, well, they have no excuse. The deal with the Taliban is not important and we should not rely on it to bring our troops home. It's being used as a distraction to continue the failed strategies and the never ending lies about being on the precipice of winning the war. We're not on the precipice of winning that war. There is nothing in Afghanistan to win. If we wanna keep the homeland safe, well, we should focus on making sure our border is secure and our vetting and immigration systems improve. The American people are not beholden to the people of Afghanistan, and President Trump is not beholden to the failed ideas of Presidents Bush and Obama. So let's get out, and Trump fortunately is the only one bold enough to actually do it, and he is president. You've got one man attempting to implement the will of the people, so let the Middle East eat itself and let whatever happens over there happen. And you know what? If it affects us, we go over there, we smash the crap out of them, but then we return home to our lives and live peacefully. That's how the founders envisioned it. That's how it should remain, and that's how it should always work, despite what the, the thinking class, the smart set in Washington say, and despite what these neocon bloodthirsty scoundrels who think their brains are apparently bigger than the people who founded America say. So Pete Booty Judge, Booty Judge, Booty Judge, Booty Judge, Booty Judge. We've got this guy who from, is from the beginning of every Scooby-Doo episode who ultimately turns out to be the villain haunting the factory, right? Well, this guy dropped his long shot plan to be the president. There's no mystery to this, right? This guy, he's not likable. He's condescending. He has the personality of a pile of wood chips. And I, I could go on and on and on, and I will. But we're good though, you just pull up and be like, yo. Matter of fact, if you become president, you could pardon us. Oh, there you go. Yeah, That's right. yeah. That's nice. Well, I hate to break it to you, Mayor Pete, but the reason black people aren't voting for you is not because you're not out there drinking 40s with the homies. I mean, nothing about this Pete Booty Judge guy makes any sense. Never did, never will. If he really wanted to be president, why would he, why would he spend all of his time debasing himself to win the black vote when all of the data and nearly all of the black people have made it abundantly clear they would never vote for Pete. Get the racists off the streets. It's disrespectful that I wake up every day scared. It's disrespectful that I have three boys that I have to teach today what to do. Get them off the streets. Yeah, he seems really popular with them, doesn't he? Seems real like a smash hit with them. Now, I'm told that Mayor Pete, oh, he's such a smart man. He's a Rhodes Scholar. Quote, at 38 years old, Booty Judge has already proven himself more a leader than his septuagenarian competitors. An intelligent move for an intelligent man who ran a truly extraordinary campaign. Well, let me ask this, Tiana. What exactly about this campaign was smart? All right, we've obviously spent a lot of time in this program mocking the strategy of his winning the black vote. His secondary strategy was twisting the teachings of Christianity into some kind of unrecognizable bludgeon for beating white liberals over the head with. There's a lot of parts of the Bible that talk about how life begins with breath. And so even that is something that we can interpret differently. And uh, I'm pro-choice. Take up uh, me too. Hmm, uh, using the Bible to justify abortion, I, I guess that's certainly a unique approach. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that anyone who thinks this was a smart campaign uh, is not exactly the most intelligent, and you probably shouldn't exactly look to them for any sort of guidance on any issue. Now, I will, uh, to be fair, because we're a fair and balanced program, give the mayor an ounce of credit on one thing, and that is it was smart of Booty Judge to drop out of the race before the ass-kicking he was getting turned into the murder of his future career prospects. I mean, he probably made a deal to drop out just some speculation, probably made a deal to drop out before Super Tuesday to help Biden and hurt Bernie. You know, the moderate voter, they're not moderate, but well, for the, for the sake of argument, call them the moderate side. The moderate voters that were going to go to Buttigieg would then go to Biden and Bernie would get hurt. That's the establishment's dream. And that's something a lot of people are saying. And I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. But what is he going to do in the meantime? Because remember, Mayor Pete is not a mayor anymore. Yeah, not a lot of people talk about the fact that he, his mayorship just ended in the middle of the race. So he has nothing but his husband's teacher salary, and I hear teachers just really make bank. He has nothing but his husband's teacher salary to support him. And then his husband is a, uh, is a improv comedian on the side, which he does on the weekend, so hopefully that brings him some cash. Uh, personally, I don't really care. You know, I'm glad that this little scrappy angry man, I'm glad that his campaign is over because he never had a shot and he's as annoying as hell. So good riddance, Pete. Try not to let that bottled up rage take full control over you. Oh, and I almost forgot. Amy Klobuchar is also out of the race. Almost forgot because she just made the announcement today. Now, I'm amazed that she stayed this long. I mean, how did she how was she still in the race up until this point? Amy Klobuchar? Now, I will say I am praying for the safety of her loved ones because, you know, where Pete showed this kind of quiet, bottled up rage inside, Klobuchar was out and proud with her fiery anger. I mean, she was unapologetic for throwing binders at her staff when she was asked, hey, Amy, did you uh, throw binders at your staffers? She's like, well, uh, I didn't not throw binders at my staffers. So I'm not really sure what she was trying to accomplish, but obviously whatever she was putting down, America wasn't picking up. Now, obviously it's getting more increasingly clear by who's dropping out what they're doing, and that is that they are consolidating the establishment votes so that they all go to Biden on Super Tuesday, right? So as I said earlier, I don't wanna call them the moderate votes because none of these people are moderate, they're all bat crap insane, but if Buttigieg and Klobuchar are not in the way to split the establishment vote, right? Then Biden has a shot of getting more votes than Bernie. And of course, Biden has been the establishment favor since the beginning, so much that they have been telling us over and over again, Biden is the front runner. Biden's gonna carry this thing to the finish line. Biden is where it's at. When so many of us found such a claim hard to believe, given his incompetence, given the fact that he didn't know who he was speaking to, given the fact that he had no idea what state he was in whenever he was talking, and that sometimes he just jumbled up sentences and they made absolutely no sense. So all of this will come to a head this week on Tuesday when we see how these votes shake out on Super Tuesday. Well, lucky me, my feed this weekend was filled with transgender filth that I wish I hadn't seen at all. But now that I had to see it, I'm going to have to share it with you. So first there was this one, the child appears to be preparing for some sort of birthday and receiving some sort of birthday dance from a drag queen. So look, there's this, there's this beautiful, there's a man on the floor. The man in these booty shorts, stop it, stop it. So there's the little girl, and then there's the man on the ground in those shorts, 
dancing for the child. Now, we're really not sure what the circumstances of the situation are, but I want to continue playing it because you're going to see the people who are whooping and hollering in the background celebrating this, the fact that you have a little girl receiving what almost could be a lap dance from this stripper, a striptease dance from a drag queen on the floor, and we're supposed to normalize this. This person should be in jail for child abuse. This person should be locked up let alone normalize. But I want you to watch the people around it because this is a little girl's birthday party and look at the people who are yucking it up, getting drunk on champagne, watching this kind of degeneracy. Look, the guy's clapping. Look at the guys, that guy's clapping. That guy has champagne. That girl is doing her white girl moves in the, in the sweater thing. And then the drag queen's here just with, with his ass showing. And then look. He kneels down next to the girl and he touches her and they cheer. He touches her and they cheer. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but her foot starts to shake because she's made so uncomfortable by this. It says love on the wall. This isn't love. This is abuse. And this is what we think is acceptable. And I got to tell you, this is just going to happen. This is going to start happening more and more often. And we're going to be called. I'm going to be the one who's called a bigot. Anyone who denounces this is going to be the one who's called intolerant. Well, you know what? I guess if I don't tolerate this, if I don't accept this, if I think this is unacceptable. Yeah, well, then I am damn intolerant. Because this is not tolerable. And we should, as a society, not tolerate this kind of filth, this kind of rot. Jeez, I mean, the, that, and this was all over my feet. And I, you know, I tried to open with a light statement, you know, oh, this, now that I have to watch it. No, this is infuriating. You know, on Twitter, this is all you see. Luckily, a lot of people were speaking out about this. This, is, this wasn't one of those things that split the right exactly. No, people were pretty on the same page when it came to what was happening in this video. And yet this is not an isolated incident. There are tons of occurrences like these. And I think we have one more from the lovely drag queen story hour. And here's, this is another one. The drag queen appears to be giving a lesson to a room full of toddlers on how to twerk. And from the accent, I assume this is in the UK, but it's in some sort of children's library. Let's watch this one. This funny little dance is from Fortnite. Does anybody know any of the dances from Fortnite? Oh, they are all little dances in Fortnite. <laughs> Not even making an effort to make Michael my voice deeper. I mean, I'm just going to speak in my regular brummy. Anybody in this room know how to twerk? Okay, but it's quite important to the story, so I will just give you a quick demonstration. So she's going to do a little quick demonstration. She's going to do a little quick demonstration on how to twerk. So she goes and then she's about to get ready to pull her garters up, right? Excuse me, his garters up. Getting prepared to pull his garters up. And then in a bit, I think he does a, a you know, 90 degree turn, sticks his butt out. Watch. Little children are watching this. You crouch down into- You crouch down. You stick your ass out. And then he starts to, to hump the air. And that's twerking. Stop that. It's disgusting. Little kids watching. They're not laughing. Did you guys hear anyone laughing? I think what is so odious, I think what is so bothersome about this video is that we are reminded, what was it? 
in, you know, a couple of years ago when they were going through the gay marriage stuff and that was, you know, going to the Supreme Court and ultimately got passed at the Supreme Court. We were told, well, what another person does in his or her bedroom is none of your business. And these people just want to do what they can in their own bedrooms. And it's none of your business. They want to live their lives. And if you believe in small government and if you believe in individual liberty, then you should have no problem with two consenting individuals doing in their own bedroom whatever they want, as long as it doesn't affect you. Fast forward and we've got this, all right? Fast forward and we've got these freak shows going to our libraries, going to our institutions, going to schools and playgrounds and wherever else they show up and hold these odious events and doing this and showing our children dances that are performed in strip clubs and introducing our kids to themes that they have no business learning at this age. They have no business learning that when somebody turns, uh, you know, however old this hag is, that they can put on women's clothing and act like a total freak. That should be not, that, that should not be taught to kids. You, you, you wanna show how to confuse kids. You wanna confuse the crap out of kids. You wanna make sure that more kids turn out like that and people like that are the suicidal ones. You look at the suicide rates among people who are cross-dressers and drag queens and transgenders, they're through the roof. You want the kids to turn out like that or you wanna pray that those kids actually have a chance in hell of being normal? Because you ask, you ask the people who, who, who feel that they are born into the wrong bodies or whatever, you ask them, you know, if it were up to you, would you be like that? They say, absolutely not. I didn't choose this. I have no choice, but unfortunately this is the way I was made. Well, you wanna make sure that more kids don't turn out that way then don't introduce them to this at that age. I guess that's all I have to say about that, but it is infuriating. And if we just accept this as normal, we're headed for trouble as a, as a country and as for just a world, because this, this is circulating the world, it's in the UK. And what happens in the UK, that means in about 10 years, we can get to see it here. All right, folks, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for watching and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief Podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it, and if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.